Right, anything to, anything to do or should we just get on? Just get on. Get it done and get out of here. <laughs> get back, Sick of this. Get back to my miserable existence. Cool. All right, let's go. Hello and welcome to episode 56 of I'm Fine, a chat between myself, Damo, and someone you can't help but like, even though they find green ink an acceptable colour to write with. Mm-hmm. You've got all sorts of weird kind of things about you, but you can't help but like you. So... <laughs> Despite the ink problem. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, on the other list. Uh, it's a chat around the subjects of health, wealth, well-being, fitness, science, history, maths, geography, home economics, PE. Hold on a minute. Latin and woodwork. <laughs> yeah, we've got everything, haven't we? The whole curriculum. My woodwork report was, I know you hate being interrupted now, that's why I'm doing it. My woodwork report was um, (laughs) the the most futuristic of my school reports. So when I'm a 12, it went, Mark is making good progress with his joints. (laughs) Right, that could mean anything, couldn't it? Yeah, but that was for every year. That's what I got. Oh, the same thing? Yeah. All right. I didn't complete one joint. Just passed it round. Um, (laughs) To the left-hand side. (laughs) To (laughs) the Oh God, it's going to be one of those. Uh, we're all work in progress and this podcast is no exception. In short, it's a poke at our perfectly imperfect lives. And if we can make just one person feel like they're not alone in all this madness, then our work here is done. Sorry about that. I'm going to spit your coffee out. Uh, make sure you subscribe to us in your podcast app and follow us on the socials by searching for I'm Fine Cast. Now, coming up, catch-ups, bookmarks, Work-Life Ballet, your 12-minute monologue. I mean, I don't want to build it up too much. Okay, should we not build it up too much at all? <laughs> Because <laughs> you've had a busy week. <laughs> let's just, yeah, yeah, let's just see what happens if we get there. Not that we It was never going to be a 12 minute. Oh, here we go. Well, it's going to be, it was always, you said it was going to be 13. Mm. Uh, in brain food, uh, there's much on social, but it's really down to us controlling the input, I think. I'll come to that in a minute. You're looking at me like, what? I'm looking at you askance. Mm. What? Askance. Askance. I'm looking at you askance. There's another word. It's word of the week. <laughs> uh, yeah, we've got some life hacks. I think they're bailing, but we haven't had any feedback on life hacks. No. I'm assuming silence is... Um, Golden. Yeah, on that. What do you think? Yeah, I guess everyone's going to the loo before they get in their car. Have you Have you followed that at all since I said it? I, has think, it, has it come I think it's part of being an adult, isn't it? That you know when to go to the toilet. Not knowing when you go. Just Yeah, but you don't always know when you want to go. That's the... Do you want, or know when you're going to want to go. Mm-hmm. There's a difference, isn't there? Mm. It's about thinking ahead, isn't it? Planning. Yeah, the five P's. Of, like, the five P's. Of <laughs> or the six P's, was six it? Six P's, yeah. You're, you're, it's your edginess. You just like to need the toilet. I bet it probably, you know, there's some yeah. jeopardy in that, How long can there? you go? Which you put your, your game... P-best, personal best. Yeah. <laughs> you put your gamify yourself, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> I'll get home before I piss myself. You're looking well again, Mark, today. Good. You all right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah, not bad, thanks. Good. I don't know, it feels like we've we got, it feels like something, there's something. Missing? <laughs> there's only ever been two of us. Yeah, no... <laughs> Yeah, I know. I know. I feel like we've kind of got something to talk about, and we haven't yet. Well, we need some subjects. We haven't we? had much um, communication. There's not much been going on in the world, has there? No. no. Well, you've you've not. You're up to your. Well, as Aunt Middleton, <laughs> my, as my, Aunt in... Middleton would say, you're only up to your waist, aren't you? Because oh, of health and safety. Yeah, I can't go up to my shoulders. No. It's dangerous. Mm. Mm. Uh, and I just feel there's something that we haven't. I don't know. We haven't texted each other at all this week, no. really, have we? No cat gif. No. Nothing. No taking the piss out of our mates. No. I did say that thing this morning about Megan. Yeah. That's yeah. quite amusing. But they misspelled her surname, so that turned me off that particular. Oh, for God's sake. Grandma's important. Mm. Get grandpa. the idea. Ask Grandpa. 
what? don't know. This is this a new section for your your, your pedantry? Ask grandpa. <laughs> no, but it was. I say grandma. That's the old wise I say man. Grandma's important. Ask grandpa. As in grandma. And oh, grandpa. Was, yeah, grandpa. It's, it's not funny. It was just no. Well, no. No. The fact it isn't funny was funny. Mm. I want to kick off with uh, Nina Fedorsky's tip about kintsugi. Okay. Because she looked at wabi sabi and then she yeah. found out about kintsugi. It's also known as kintsukuroi. I had a go at that, didn't I? Golden repair. It's the Japanese art of repairing broken pottery by mending the areas of breakage with lacquer, dusted or mixed with powder, uh, gold, silver or platinum. A method similar to the makey technique. As a philosophy, it treats breakage and repair as part of the history of an object rather than something to disguise. So it's okay. the wabi sabi. It's celebrating the impact. Celebrating the Yeah. Yeah, generally you know, on the Antiques Roadshow, they've got dirty, great, you know, cracking. Oh, if it didn't have that, it'd be, it'd be worth yeah. 20 grand. Now it's only worth 20p. Yeah. She just go, it's Kintsugi, shouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's just strange when you think about it because it's inherently the same object. Yeah. We talked about this, didn't we? When we first talked about it, actually, my mate texted me the other day and said, um, I'm feeling very wabby sabby this morning, in brackets, mm-hmm. episode three. I'm like, mate, come on, <laughs> episode three. Get and the I know, program. I know for sure he hasn't gone, he hasn't gone round, you know. Hasn't, hasn't gone, gone any further. No. Well, no, he hasn't gone, he hasn't listened to all of them and thought, all right. Yeah. And like my dear mum. Yeah. Have a good Is point she to on? mention my mum. She's, she's gone, gone round too. She's gone back round, yeah. And um, she's she's hearing stuff that uh, she didn't hear before. Yeah, which is cool. And she's already. I think <laughs> I think she heard. <laughs> I think she heard um, you mention something about her age under okay. your breath and kind of quite you know quietly when we were talking about I think age or swearing or something. Yeah, I can leave it to mailbag. I'll get the text out. I'll do it okay. a bit. Okay. Nicholas Witchell's at it again. Oh God. <laughs> I'm going to find the link, but... Um, Just while you're doing that, yeah, there was quite a lot on Twitter about it, wasn't it? That, mm. that Prince Philip was having Nicholas Witchell removed from his rectum. That was why he was in hospital. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. But um, no, I'd happened to see it. It was on like the one o'clock news mm. and um, someone stood outside a hospital with an ambulance behind and said, mm. that's Prince Philip. He's come in here. He's had his heart operation. We don't actually know the heart operation, but we think it's something to do with this. Yeah. And then he's left St. Lawrence's and he's gone back to St. Face. Mm. And that all happened this morning and he's going to recover. Then they went back to the studio and Nicholas Witch was there, you know, with his I hate, I, I hate Yanks t-shirt. T-shirt, yeah. And they said, Nicholas, um, how do you think Prince Philip will be feeling? And he literally, it was, he was about to go into five days of mourning. Prince Philip has had a heart operation. He left St. Lawrence's at 11.21, repeated exactly yeah, what just what said. they've just heard. Yeah, yeah. and we've seen the, the ambulance. Was he? Did he have? A, was he dressed in like a you know black tie and black <laughs> yeah. suit? Was he? Did he have a little tear? Maybe he should get a little tear tattooed on his eye, or does that yeah. mean something else? I don't know. When people have tattoos of tears, <laughs> boo hoo. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he should get one. But he was being discussed in um, Top Flight Time Machine podcast. Yeah, and they were saying, "What a, is this the right word? An anathema?" Oh, I don't know. There's two to look up now. I think it's a word. So it's what an anathema he is. <laughs> something or someone that one vehemently dislikes. Yeah, a formal curse by a pope or a council of the church, excommunicating a person or denouncing a doctrine. I think it's probably the first one. Yeah. Right? Um, <laughs> they don't like him much. No, they don't like him. But what they were saying is, is that the actual, that the BBC have a royal correspondent mm. is slightly ridiculous because they don't have a, a, a correspondent. They might have one for a general, you know, economics or health or oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. world affairs, but to have it 
to be a correspondent for one family. Yeah, they don't have a Kardashian correspondent, do they? But his brief must be to support the royal family. He's the royal correspondent. It couldn't be, yeah. oh, I've got a bit of, yeah, I've got some dodgy footage of the Queen. Is <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. He'd, yeah, his role there is to be PR on the BBC. He won't have. Yeah, a, right. He won't have. I tried. A, I tried to look up his kind of job description, and I yeah. couldn't find it. But I found some unpa- impartiality in a minute, which I'll read out. But just before you do that, I was going to play the. Uh, did, just before you play that, mm-hmm. did I send you the video of Prince Charles calling him a horrible yeah, little yeah, man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was cool, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, it was from a while ago, wasn't it? Because yeah. the kids were really young. But yeah, yeah. He just went, I and dis- pure. I despise that man. I really do. <laughs> That's good. Thanks. I've got more. I'll tell yeah. you, I've got a big bag of impressions down here. Do Prince Charles as well. <laughs> right. In April timing. We are a matter of days away from the full broadcast of the interview in the US. Yes, not great for somebody with a heart condition, is it really? I think it's fair to say that the palace must be feeling baffled and frankly bemused by all of this. What are the falsehoods that Meghan alleges the firm has been perpetuating. Now, hopefully Oprah Winfrey has pushed back and challenged her in the interview to say, well, what are you talking about? What is the chapter and verse of these falsehoods that you say are being put about? And only then, if she does spell it all out, will we really be in a position to judge, I think, uh, the, the credibility and the substance of what it is that she is alleging. A lying bitch. <laughs> Yeah, basically, yeah. Why don't you just wait and see what she says, yes. Nicholas, before we get your pants in a twist? Yeah. Right? <laughs> but it's also, that isn't reporting. No. No, it's his opinion. It's, it's it, which, which you the kind of said the other may day. may be baffled and bemused. The fact that Prince Philip is 99, having a bloody nonce as a son is probably more upsetting You can't to say him. that. Can. You can't say that word on here. It is his son. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you know something I don't know. Well, anything's possible. You know what I mean. Can you use that word? Oh, right. Pedophile sure. then. Okay. Pedophile. Oh, right. Okay. I might have to bleep it. Honestly, I don't think you can use that word. I might have to bleep it out. Why? Because Nicholas will come around with the boys, <laughs> with the firm. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. I don't think you can. I don't okay. know. I've got very nervous. I'm, edi- I'm editor here. Okay. You can just say what you like. What you just walk off and not care about... You're the, the person the, that has the, to the bear damage, the brunt. The damage you've left in your wake. Just look mm. in the rear view mirror, everything. It's like tw- the film 2012. You haven't seen that either, have you? 2012? Yeah. He's basically driving in a limo and just everything is collapsing behind the car. It's okay. basically that. Just have all houses falling on them. It's like that. And you walk out of here. Mm. Okay. Uh, this is on the impartiality, uh, section four, impartiality introduction on the BBC's uh, editorial guidelines. Okay. Due impartiality in, usually involves more than a simple matter of balance between opposing viewpoints. We must be inclusive, considering the broad perspective and ensuring that the existence of a range of views is appropriately reflected. It does not require absolute neutrality on every issue or detachment from fundamental democratic principles, such as the right to vote, freedom of expression, and to the rule of law. We are committed to reflecting a wide range of subject matter and perspective across our output as a whole and over uh, an appropriate time frame so that no significant strand of thought is underrepresented or omitted. We must always scrutinise arguments, question consensus and hold power to account with consistency and due impartiality. Audiences expect artists, writers and entertainers to have freedom to explore subjects from one perspective and to create content that reflects their own distinctive voice. It must be clear to audiences where personal views are being expressed. Mm. So like the, the two clips we've played, Nicholas Witchell should be going, 
this is my view and not the view of the BBC, yeah. right? Yeah. Basically calling that statement before on the previous podcast that we did, the, um, the impertinence yeah. from, from, from Meghan and Harry's statement. So yeah, he, but they don't do that, do they? No. He has become a parody of himself, hasn't he? Yeah. Sort of... He's getting a lot of stick, but you, you know, just needs to chill out a bit. But you can't... Just chill it, out a bit. For something that hasn't happened that he hasn't seen. Yes, and he wasn't even there. He doesn't know. No. He doesn't know the operation. He, he doesn't know if they'd be amused or baffled. The Queen could be yeah. with a spliff in one hand, absolutely pissing herself, going, thank you, goodness this is distracted from the rest of my dysfunctional family. You've made this podcast a nightmare to edit. And the beep. Gonna, I'm going to I'm have to go past the lawyers. You realise that? Mm. Boris Johnson needs to go past lawyers because he's broken the law, hasn't he? Oh, not another one. Yep. What's he done? Well, by, okay, no, what, by not disclosing... Easier, what hasn't he done? <laughs> I'm not going to go into full details, but very, very briefly... By not disclose, he basically said to Parliament on at the end of February, if you want to find, <laughs> if you now then now then, um, <laughs> stop it, honestly, stop it. You've been talking about Rolf Harris in a minute, and I can't honestly. We'll have no podcast. Just play over the these with the Thriller soundtrack. That's all right. <laughs> so, <laughs> basically, he'd said, if you want to hear about all these contracts, they're all out there. They're all public record. Go and look. Then they put a freedom of information out and there's a hundred contracts that haven't been yeah. divulged. And it does say in the ministerial code or blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You basically lie to Parliament. Oh, right. it's fine. You can do that, right? Yeah. He's yeah. gone up four points in the opinion polls. This country is off its fucking head. And I'm not even political. Hold on, we're not even on your section yet. No, I'm not pro-conservative and I'm not pro-Labour and I'm not pro-Lib Dems. You're pro-something. How can he be more popular? Than what? Than, than he, he was. was last week. <laughs> I was going to say what they compare. That doesn't mean four points. I don't know what four points. It's like saying he's up four bananas. That's what they said at school, isn't it? When you used to go, when you used to kind of talk about values. And they go, four what? Four bananas, four elephants. You know what I mean? No? Mm. Do they not do that? You're, no. What did you used to have when you had to pick somebody if you were doing like, who was going to be it on Running Jenny? Do you have that or British Bulldog? Right. Okay. Yeah. It. Yeah. Yeah. Can you remember your little songs? The little I rhyme. Thought, yeah. well, probably, again, I can't probably say them on here. I know. There's an it dog shit one. Remember there that was one? my little car went up the hill and it conked out. That's fine. And then the one. last one, which I'm not even going to start doing, it just came into my mind. Yeah. How the fuck were we doing that in 1968? You know the well, one I you mean. You were. I wasn't. I wasn't even a. You know the one I mean. Though. I wasn't even a glint in a <laughs> in an eye of a <laughs> Meltman's eye. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Damo's mum. <laughs> <laughs> We were going to try. To be fair, I think the milkman was slightly ginge. Was it? Anyway, I'm definitely cutting that one out. (laughs) Gold top. (laughs) (laughs) I'm leaving that in. Um, What we're talking about? Yeah, there is. No, no, let's not go there. There's, there's, there's things that we said that were abhorrent. Where are we now? What are we talking about? Oh, Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It was scary. Yeah, I didn't even know what the words meant. No. When I said them, shows how far we've come. Now, I think. Yeah, I think so. I had a walk earlier. In 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 the town here. Yeah. And um the ghetto. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You went down Greg's, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. Oh. No, I didn't. <laughs> Just went for a walk around okay. the block. And um there's those scooters. Yeah. You seen them? Proliferation of them in Oh yeah. sorry. Beep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There are a lot, aren't there? An awful lot. Yeah. Um and I thought quite a while ago that they were illegal, but there is actually an official trial that is happening with these scooters. Okay. 
Um, they're massive on the continent, aren't they? They are, which I'll come to in a minute. I'll probably reference our little trips. Um, but the scheme forms part of the government initiative to support a green restart, reset, <laughs> <laughs> of local travel and help mitigate reduced public transport capacity during the coronavirus emergency. It is being led locally by the West of England Combined Authority, WECA, which has signed a deal with ESCU to provide a uh, VoIP Technology Europe. Um which is the fastest growing micro-mobility operator. And since launch back in 2020, there have been over 100,000 rides taken and over 246,000 kilometres travelled in, in this area. But it's mostly 15-year-old lads. Yeah, but you need to be 18 and have a driving licence to use it. But I saw no, a, it's mostly 15-year-old <laughs> lads. I know. <laughs> I, saw, I saw one earlier whizzing past it. And they, are, they don't look restricted. They are rapid. Yeah, so but, you need um, no insurance then? Well, so this is to help cut the reliance on empty buses? Yeah, well, this, Which is, running this, anyway. is, this is the thing I don't really quite get. Mm. I was thinking about this, like UK and risk. We we're talking about risk the other day, but I was kind of starting to think about risk and the country as a whole. Yeah. So the irony for me here is that the pandemic has had quite a substantial impact on things. And the UK has been way behind Europe in terms of attitudes to risk for these kind of vehicles, mm. whatever you want to call them. Mm. The scooters have been across major cities for years, haven't they? Yes. We've seen them because on our on our tours that we go on, yeah. and we've been, what, four away four times at the last five or six years, maybe? Yeah, I missed one of them, but yeah. Uh, I was the best one, that was. <laughs> it was really good. Uh, we always <laughs> talk about that one. Lads, lads, lads. Um, so take segways, for example. Yeah. I mean, our group, I think we're incapable of going away without going on a segway, mm. to be quite honest. Mm. But they are mint, aren't they? They're good I've fun. I've never been on one. Oh, that was... <laughs> That's the other thing. We have, we've been on... In Budapest, I couldn't walk, could I? Remember? Oh, right, so yeah. To go on a segway was... Oh, you had a, you had a doctor's note, didn't you? You had a doctor's note, yeah. In Portugal, there are, these scooters are everywhere and there's people ripping around it. And I, yeah. I've always thought, you wouldn't get this in the UK because we're so... Mm. we're just so health and safety mad aren't we mm. and worried that someone's going to hurt themselves and even the you know, like we just said for, for these scooters you need to be 18 and they recommend wearing a helmet blah blah, blah. it's like oh, just piss off yeah. have you been have you been to continental europe yeah they don't care yeah. and no. and if people fall off they get up and carry on and it made me think of when we went to munich, munich right the surfing yeah this was on my notes for a few weeks ago oh, and I never we, did, we didn't talk it. about it okay no. because there's there's a I've been, I've been trying to look up the German. I've There's got, like I've a phrase. Here, yeah. Yeah, oh, a phrase? The phrase of basically, if you die, tough luck, it's your yeah. fault. There's a German phrase for oh, right, it, okay. a legal phrase. We had a, a long weekend in Munich and um, in the Englischer Garden, which mm. is the English garden. Oh. Really bad pronunciation. No, that's very good. <laughs> Thanks. It's a two kilometer uh, long man-made river called the Eisbach, um, which runs through the English garden. And there's an area, there's a little spot, isn't there, where yeah. someone's put something in the under the water to kick up a bit of a, well, a isn't, surf. there's sort of concrete on the side that forces it as well isn't yeah it, it comes yeah it, it comes kind of narrows together. doesn't it yeah. and it gets pretty quick but people have been surfing there since 1972 yeah but it officially was permitted from 2010 yeah but we went there and we saw all these kids going in there yeah. and, and, and there's a sign saying you you should be a you know ideally if you're a, an experienced surfer you can surf yeah. to your heart's content here a handful of people die a year every yeah. year don't yeah. they because they crack their head open on the side yeah. on said concrete yeah. but what they don't do is shut it down i remember we were all talking about it then so this would never happen in the uk and it wouldn't no it just wouldn't happen no but yeah i hope you find that phrase it's a totally different attitude you can walk around with a beer yeah. in munich and i like the idea that you can pretty much do what you want but as soon as you start becoming a bit of a dick the police will come down on you like a ton of bricks mm. but then they don't muck about because mm. when we went to the football game and we were all you know all the everyone's standing outside the train station people mm. drinking beer mm. open cans mm. of beer which mm. you can't have here all the cops were kind of just kind of leaning on a railing chatting to everyone yeah but if you start to get larry they would literally pistol whip you wouldn't they yeah i mean there'd be no mucking about no and everyone respects that yeah 
And I think that's a lovely kind of symbiosis, isn't it? Of, <laughs> for want of a better word, yeah. isn't it? Of oh, understanding. Oh, for more pistol whipping from West Midlands police. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but why have law if nobody respects it? But but there's that give and take. You can, well, you can go and enjoy it. There's nothing wrong with that. But you start to kind of piss other people off. You know what I mean? Just become a bit of a knot. Just be antisocial. Well, going back and to... we'll take we'll take this away from you. I think that... Yeah, but, but going but, back to the surfing. No, but we're not taking away from everybody, which is what we do here. Because if they had that surfing thing here and someone fell off and cracked their head open and died, they'd shut it down. So they'd, just re- they'd take the ball home, wouldn't yeah. they? Your yeah. local authorities would just go, mm, and ruin it for everyone. But over yeah. there, they go, let's stop being a dick. But just because you're being a dick doesn't mean we're going to ruin everybody else's fun. Yeah. And I really love that attitude. And I don't think we've got that here. But, but don't, we, don't we have the opposite? That, that Insta story I said the other day, that if they wanted to save lives, cigarettes would be £50 yeah. a packet. Yeah. The rank hypocrisy of a government that says we're doing everything we can to save lives... Mm-hmm i.e. with COVID-19, and I'm going to allude to this later, the, the, the obesity problem, which hasn't been targeted by this government and yeah. hasn't been stopped or hasn't even been slowed down in its tracks. And that was one of our earlier pods. Mm. I don't quite hear what happened to their drinks and shakes and don't be obese. Oh, the powders yeah. that we talked about. That, that went about. a bit quiet, didn't it? I don't... Yes, because we probably highlighted it, that's why. Yeah, but the point I was going to make is that it, it's almost, it's in plain sight. You can see a whole population yeah. not having immunity. Yeah being a strain because of type 2 diabetes, mm. not living as long, because the, the um, life expectancy has been uh, regressing in this country for the last five years. It's interesting. Yeah, right. Is that any more damaging than saying to somebody, if you want to surf there, surf there. You're yeah. the only person, yeah. you know the risks. Yeah, 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 I think you're right. If you're an eight-year-old kid who doesn't realise, then no, you shouldn't be. But if you're an yeah. adult... Yeah, uh, I guess my point on the irony is that uh, the UK has approved uh, for trials something historically considered risky at a time when saving... So under the banner of COVID, yes. right? Yes. There's a time when saving lives and relieving pressure on the NHS has become a nightly mantra on the news. Yeah. I guess it made me a bit confused on the on the logic, if there's any logic at all. Fif- up to this. Fifteen year old lad with no helmet on a very fast scooter. Yeah. Uninsured on a road. Yeah. No one batted an eyelid. No. It's like well Well it's, it's green, it's, isn't it? So it's green. Yeah, but it's also if he went past on a on a on a bicycle mm. without a helmet, it's like no one gives a shit. Mm. If you ran into someone, then you just deal with it, wouldn't you? Mm. But the fact it's a mo- it's a motor or electric kind yeah. of scoot, it's like, yeah. oh no, you can't do. It's, you're kind of still moving at speed. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's that yeah. kind of why why was that banned? Not in Europe. And when we were part of Europe, that's the other thing. When we kind of went to Berlin and did that tour, and you kind of think when it was just before I think the bre- the Brexit vote that we went to Berlin, mm-hmm. wasn't it? Mm-hmm. The tour of the Reichstag and stuff like that. Yeah. Is that the one you went on? No, that's one I did. <laughs> that was the really the, good one. The good one, yeah. <laughs> I was sitting there uh, kind of, you know, listening to all this kind of, you know, the story about the Reichstag being burnt down by Hitler. And you're kind of thinking, this wasn't long ago. We've all kind of come together in this big kind of, you know, yeah. blue, blue nation. We're so, I just remember saying, we're so, we've, in the experience we just had in the city and the attitude to risk. Mm. And you think we're not the same at all. As we've a been, nation. Yeah. Well, as, as a, when you look at the EU as a whole, mm. if you look at the EU or the bloc as a nation. Yeah. yeah. I'm not totally sure what your point is. My point is that not very far away, so France, which isn't very far away no, from here, no. and we're all, we we used to be part of the block, yeah. right? We were all very different, and everyone's talking about, oh, you know, Brussels writes the laws, and we, you know, we have to live by them. It's like, yeah. well, if that's the case, why can you surf in Munich <laughs> and, and walk around with an open can of alcohol and yeah. generally have a good time? And yeah. here, you can't do any of that. Yeah, we're, we're not to, we're not the same. No, we're not we're not going by the same rules. They're not dictating to us. That's what I could never understand. It's like, we're, see, actually, I... we're, we're, we're like one nation. We're not one nation. We're, we're, we're a collective of, which you could argue where you're still, you know, you get the benefits of being a collective, but you can have your individual identities. Brilliant. I'm all for that. Yeah. But there's an element of we're all the same and we're not. Culturally, we're massively no. different. 
attitudes to risk, attitudes to religion, to kind of tolerance, to yeah, behavior. You know, actually, name it. We're just so different. Mm. They kind of brought something risky under the under the guise of something that we're, we're trying to protect people, trying to safety, safety, safety. But it's interesting. You, it's like, well, you said huh? the green bit. There. Yeah. I don't think a group of teenagers being on a scooter is going to... No, a bike is greener. The skateboard is greener. Yeah. Walking? It hasn't. You haven't needed fossil fuels to kind of get the electricity to pump into this thing anyway. So it's like, yeah, it, it, the whole thing is, is, is just doesn't make any sense yeah. to me. Yeah, it's almost a non-issue. We're making it. We're doing a try. We're doing a try. I'll just do it. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. Don't put it under a heading. Yeah, yeah. Um, we need to move on. I've got a couple more, but I'll roll them over. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Do you want to warm up for your? Uh... I want to warm up for it. It's yeah, on, do you want to have a little stretch? Laptop. Okay. All right. We'll uh, cue the music. work-life ballet so we we did talk about having um you having a little i would say a rant no rant sounds negative <laughs> <laughs> what's coming what have you got um do, would you like to paint the picture the picture the, the picture i had as most people no i was going to say as most people that's a sweeping generalization and it's a judgment i have yeah we know we, we like no those. no 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 it's a judgment because, everyone's like me <laughs> and if they're not they're stupid yeah um I have a large number of views over a large number of subjects and some of them I care passionately about and find them scarily invasive thoughts that sometimes either people can't see what's happening or that something can be presented to people, to the populace in general, and everyone goes, that's okay. And I'm going, no, it it isn't. And I think I've just ended... Do you get angry? Sorry? Do you get angry? Not anymore, no. Okay, you did. I used to get really angry. With a sense of injustice and... Just you know. just being a fucking bullshit whatever. Yeah, I was a really angry person. Mm. And fairly um, forthright in terms of like, yeah, my way or the highway. I, I wasn't particularly receptive to other people's views. If I just... Like if, the BBC. <laughs> yeah. Have you got a... <laughs> so what, what I think though is that... Was, you, that was your impartiality slipping, was it? I think what happens is that what's happening now is that I'm researching and reading mm. to get rid of my confirmation bias. Mm. I'm listening to things like that you sent on Russell Brand. I've obviously got a certain view. So if, for example, we take vitamin D, nothing in this world will persuade me that this government and other governments have got vitamin D wrong. Nothing will persuade me. I've seen so much evidence. And what I feel is, is that with the links to giant pharmaceutical companies, vitamin D was never going to get a look in. Mm. But it will. This is my prediction. At the end of the summer, early autumn, something will come out from the government because they're, they've actually funded a £2.6 million test into the efficacy of vitamin D in terms of COVID, okay. which has kept very quiet, actually. My view is that towards the end of the summer, autumn time, there's going to be a sort of bit of a press release going, we've had this trial and it isn't the be all and end all, but you're having your vaccines and it won't hurt to have a bit of vitamin D and we're going to up the amount you should have because we're saying 400 IUs. We're going to up it to 1,000 and blah, 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 blah and keep getting it in the sunlight. And what's going to happen is that they're going to get it in like the vaccines have saved you all. A little bit of vitamin D isn't going to hurt. And therefore, when we come to next winter, the vitamin D will end up being something that through the back door will support yeah. the vaccine. Because one of the things that's interesting that came out today day on the Pfizer vaccine was that um, side effects are three times. This was, in the, this was um, in the Telegraph, I think. Side effects on the Pfizer vaccine are three times for people that have already had COVID. Three times more side effects have been reported because they have something called the yellow card where you report side effects okay, for the yeah. vaccine. So anyway, back to my original point is that 
I just felt the whole world was like moving at such a pace. It was almost impossible to keep on. And I had a feeling that what was happening was that people were just going, well, (laughs) what can you do? And those people who were trying to do something or put forward anything that wasn't either mainstream media or government are always the ones that have anti put in front of them. I'm not anti-vax, but I have concern about the vaccine. Mm. I'm not anti-masks, but they aren't the answer to all <laughs> we our have prayers. concerns about the, the, the science and the reasoning behind yeah. it. Yeah, I'm not 100% anti-vaccine passport, but if it gets to a point, and I'm going to read this out in a well, minute. Most of it, I think, you know, we're not sitting here going, Meh. oh, we're like a couple yeah. of grumpy old men. Yeah. But it's like, we, you know, we, we can obviously, I think as rational human beings, we can see the validity in everything, you know, yes. generally. But there's nuances to that yeah. validity. There's also, a being huge, but there's also a huge amount of bullshit around it as well, yes. isn't there? Yeah. On, on both sides yes. that you have to kind of wade through. And I think some of the stuff that I've been reading about the Great Reset and just seeing, I don't know, I was just looking and then finding some videos of Prince Charles. Basically, he was obviously reading this thing from an autocue, but basically... Oh, he's actually on the Great Reset video. Yeah. Yeah. And he'd have to have approved that. Yeah. And it's basically, <laughs> he's, he's sort of saying it would be great if we're a lot greener. You know, yeah, it's like we, well, I know he's been saying that for years to be And fair, then there's but, other you know, subtle things as well. I mean, but he's also but putting his name to that, he's putting his name to whatever all the other people are saying on the video yes, as well. Yeah, I'm pretty, you know, so essentially he's got the royal approval, right? Yeah, the, yeah, and he only needed to do 30 seconds to, mm-hmm. to, to give that approval. Mm-hmm. So, what I wanted to do originally was to go look at all these massive things in the world. I'm not trying to be conspiracy theorists because I actually think that is a redundant term. Because if I have proof that some things aren't as they seem, that's not a conspiracy. I've read some of that as well. It's yeah. it's fact. I'm putting forward an alternative view. But Lots of people have said all oh, this the debunking and demything and that kind of thing. I've heard I've read that very thing that calling conspiracy is actually wrong. It's just another view. Yes, we're getting confused. With, yes, um, and it's also targeting people so that they're seen as conspiracy theorists mm, as a negative. Yeah. Instead of if we were the people that were called the inquisitive people or the given a different name, it's a very negative connotation to the conspiracy yes. theorists, isn't it? You know, yeah. the kind of foil foil hat wearing, <laughs> yeah, sat in a cage brigade. Yeah. You know. and I mean, just just uh, this just came into my mind. The photograph I sent you from TikTok this week or last week, existentialism. They've been listening again, haven't they? Yeah. So all the stuff on TikTok that has come in that seems more fierce than than Instagram, Facebook in terms of their listening algorithms and stuff. Yes. That seems pretty on it. I mean, that was the TikTok. day after we had released a pod using that word. Yeah, and it basically. Mention the cartoon was almost what we talked about. Yeah, yeah. that isn't coincidence <laughs> no, out of all it's, the billions. Like you said, of it's like you said last in the last pod, it's not about the hashtags. No, no, it's literally about what you've been saying. Yeah, so I, I think it might be an interesting experiment actually to to put a few things in this. Oh yeah, from time to time and <laughs> see what does get picked <laughs> up. So maybe, up. let's let's see what we can do. Like red and white socks. I love your red and white socks. I'd love a pair of. You know, red and white socks. Yeah, and I'd love to watch some some viral content about red and white socks. I'm not sure this is a bit. What? It's got to be random enough to kind of pick it out, right? What? Red and white socks is random enough. Yeah, red and white socks. What do you say? Red and white socks. Yeah, but that isn't going to be listened for, is it? Why? Because it isn't. It's hardly like cutting edge. What? Existentialism isn't, isn't cutting edge, is it? Anyway, do you know what right. I mean? Shall I start? Yeah, and your red and white socks. <laughs> so when I mentioned in the last pod. I wanted to do a 12-minute monologue. I had visions of deep and insightful political discourse. I've been reading The Great Reset, and I thought I'd be able to offer a view that may be of use or interest to others. I've also been watching a number of Russell Brand's YouTube videos after your recommendation. Again, he's... Clever fit- fella, isn't he? He's fitting into my Ricky Gervais and all the others, who, from plonker to philosopher... <laughs> uh, 
Is that the name of your new book? Yeah. <laughs> I'm back again. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, and that they've proved to be a great resource in terms of balanced, yet concise and, uh, and brief presentation. And he actually said that in the last one. He said, I'm not here to, with an agenda. I'm just here to discuss it. Because someone just had written to him and said, yeah. why are you talking? He said, like, literally, I don't even know what I believe. I'm just <laughs> telling you what it is. Mm. So the more I've buried down this particular rabbit hole, the more I think it perhaps warrants a fuller and more detailed discussion between us both and to, for both of us to read this book to maybe give it the you know the amount of time and discussion that it, it deserves mm-hmm. so instead of a raging vitriol of conspiracy theory and dramatic catastrophization catra- oh. you and your fucking long words no the reason i'm doing this <laughs> is that i do this on the course i catastrophize yeah mm. so well, it's easy for dramatic yeah <laughs> catastrophizing so i just wanted to sh- raise a short rhetorical question a section of things that don't make sense to me and lead me to the same premise that I was arriving at in terms of the great set, that our lives are being dictated by a narrow range of powerful players to the extent that everything is being conflated into a homogenized takeaway. So this is my analogy. Mm-hmm. Like our food, our sources of information are increasingly processed, manufactured, and developed for mass consumption. We are fed a diet of dopamine-inducing tidbits that merely serve to satisfy our neural demands for the briefest period so that we can be hungry for the next scrap from the mainstream media menu. My mouth is watering. Up. Amen. So. Was that it? No. Okay. <laughs> if it was, that'd be absolutely brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to start, and I'm, this is in a demonstrably self-satisfying retrospective way, because I was making that point that we have alluded to an awful lot of stuff that has come true. Mm. It is self-satisfying. There are things we've said Mm. two, three weeks, two, three months later have come back and people have gone, governments or whatever have said, this would be a good idea. Anyway, so I want to look at those things which we'd mentioned or questioned or predicted and to ask a simple question. I don't want to be triumphant, but to question the process by which our society and I imagine most of the more affluent societies are run. So what I'm questioning on this is nothing to do with conspiracy theories, nothing to do with right or wrong. It's just to ask some questions of intelligent human beings and go, does this make sense or have our views been so contorted that we already have the answer? So if I ask, if I make a simple statement, does the answer already happen before we think about it? So I'll do the statements and you'll see what I mean. Okay. So masks, masks protect. That's the first statement. I believe that masks offer some sort of protection. Yeah. That's what I would say. There's nuances around that. And, yeah. but I think there would also be a number of people who would go, of course they fucking protect. Like, why even ask the question? Yeah. There's, there's, there's not right. even a debate to be had, and two masks are better. So the next thing is science proves this. You must wear masks. So these are all the things that are, are mm-hmm. being passed out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even after a vaccine, keep wearing masks. Okay, so those are just mantras. These are Orwellian mantras. These are, this is what Big Brother is telling us. Yeah, yeah. Some of those have counter arguments, and some of them would say they're not as good as we think. But generally, those are, you know, those are sort of self fulfilling prophecies in this world. Mask protects, science proves this. You must wear masks, even after a vaccine, keep wearing masks. All those things have been put out, and most people are conforming to that. If there was anarchy and no one wore masks because they didn't believe it, then that would be a different matter. So here's a couple of other statements. When you've finished with your masks, just chuck them away. 
you can wear your mask as long as you like. And despite their importance, we as a government won't send any out to you or give you any advice on which masks are best. Yeah. Okay. Mm. So that's a fair statement. Yeah. So this government has not said wear your blue mask for one week maximum and then put it in a container, wrap it in a, and if they have, it's buried down on (laughs) gov.uk. Yeah. But these masks have been covering our faces. Mm, mm. So if they're full of stuff, they're going to be full of stuff. Oh, yeah. Toxic, horrible things. They're littered everywhere. All that that virus over it. Yeah. And then how long do you wear them from? So I've spoken to someone in the National Health who said they change their masks two or three times a day. This isn't someone in ICU. Mm. This is somebody just saying, in my day-to-day, we wear two or three masks a day. I think my mask puts itself on all the time. Yeah. Don't even have to, just climbs up my arm and goes on my face. It's yeah. so rank. <laughs> so the other part of this, when I said at the beginning, science proves this. Yeah. There has hardly been any. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. But this is the key thing. Regardless, even if science does prove it, what is a fucking mask? Science can't prove if masks work because every bugger I look at has a different mask <laughs> in a different condition <laughs> and they're wearing it differently. So you cannot, if you cannot say whether vitamin D works, you cannot say what a mask is. Because there's 4 billion masks have been issued. Mm. Some of them are hijabs. Some of them are bandanas. Some of them are... Scarves. Scarves. Some Mm. of them people, that person who's got a blooming um, bottle, Mm. like a a sort of great big um, mineral water bottle (laughs) put it over his head. Do you know what I mean? A mask isn't a thing. It's a name. Yeah. There isn't a mask. Yeah, 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 yeah. And if they are that important, the government Uh, should send them out and say, here's your five masks, wear one for three days. Why don't you just go around with your face in your in your elbow pit? Yeah. Yeah. You're masking your face, aren't you? Yeah. So point point I what why I'm saying this, there was a documentary on recently about the Second World War and the risk of the bombings in London. Oh yeah. And the British government gave out thirty eight million gas masks. Mm. every single person got a gas mask so this is going back 80 years yeah and they were able to get a very complicated piece of equipment out and there's a war on yeah no gas masks were ever worn Mm. in the second world war Mm. that's Mm. by the by but the important thing was that the authorities said you have to take your gas mask with you and what they found was on the 6th of september 1939 70% of the men carried masks. By the 30th of October, the figures were 58%, and by 9th of November, a mere 24. And I just think this has a a sort of parallel with today. I think you're right. The government have said, you must wear this. Mm -hmm. People have gone, fine, that will save me. Then they can't see the need for it, Mm. and people are waning. But that Mm. isn't happening now. What do you mean people aren't? That's not waning Yes, it's it isn't of, It's waiting. probably going the other way, you mean? Yes, and okay. people will now criticise other people and that the masks thing... The mask thing is now, after a vaccine, you will still wear your mask. But I guess what didn't happen then is that there wasn't any uh, chemical attack. I guess that was the, the fear of chemical attack, wasn't it? Or just explosions, smoke and that kind of thing, right? I guess some people yeah. put them on if they were caught in a blast or whatever, right? Yeah. yeah. But there wasn't a thing that everyone was susceptible to mm-hmm. or exposed to at any given time, right? Yes. Like there is now. Yes. Being a slight difference. It's not apples with apples, but I know I know the kind of point you're, no, but you're know, getting at. I know the two things aren't parallel. But also, if they didn't wear a mask then, it wasn't it wasn't a statement of their belief system, whether they believed. Do you know what I mean? Because there wasn't that need for everyone to either wear one or not. Yeah. It was just in case an incident happened. 
where they had to wear one. But what I'm but, s- but but if something was happening all the time, or there's always say there was always a risk of a chemical attack, or there was something in the air, yeah, and then people decided to or not, yes, then that would in you know by not wearing them, they are visibly but not conforming. Yeah, but the point- which is what we're having now, which is the, the, the psyche of people conforming to the rules or not conforming to the rules, but in a visual way. Right. So this is the point I'm making, and I, I accept the comparison is comparison mm. up. Is yeah, yeah, up yeah. With no, 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 no. But I think it's, I think it's interesting. But I, I'll tell you why I've done that because I, I accept that it isn't a, a proper comparison. No, no, you weren't saying it for no. a, a, a like for like, but but the, there's two things that came out of this is that obviously for the Second World War, all sorts of emergency measures were taken by the government and, and the issuing of the hand, of the um, gas masks was one of them. Mm-hmm. Loads of people were lined up. You actually measured for your gas masks, which I hadn't, you know, it's a big... Yeah, it's a, that's not a big operation. And I'm sort of thinking, well, if they could do that in 1939, they could have got 24 <laughs> on, masks on out to every member of this. They got our census forms out. Yeah. Why not put 20 masks in with that? Yeah. I get proportionally, relatively, the budget was a lot smaller as well. Yes. Right? Yeah. And they're complicated things, gas masks. Yes. The, the irony, why I'm mentioning that as well, is because of the haste with which they were made, um, the parts which were supposed to intercept gas were inv- inadvertently left out. So governments are ever thus. <laughs> oh, right. They would have been useless. <laughs> they would have been useless, which Crikey. is the sort of irony of the whole thing. Right. Okay. The point I'm making is around threat. Hmm. Within three months... It had gone from three quarters of the people carrying their gas masks, as they told, to a quarter because they couldn't see the threat threat as being real. The point I'm making now is as the threat goes away, I believe that masks will still be an integral part of our civilization because of something that I said to you right at the beginning of the podcasts. If there are any other diseases that can be spread in the same way, you cannot now justify not wearing masks. Because if seasonal flu comes back, and it's not, you know, I know flu's disappeared, but if flu... But it will be back. If, if, if flu's if, back if, or a new strain... If SARS-CoV-2 disappears... Yeah, then something else then will take its place. rhinovirus will be back, for example. So what you've got to say to yourself is if flu kills, I don't know, 20,000 people in a winter... Mm-hmm. You've still got to wear masks. Yeah, people will be putting their hands up going, um, are these acceptable deaths? Yeah. With flu? Or is yeah. it just SARS-CoV-2, right? And the, there is there, isn't there? Yeah, and this is the point I'm making, is that we've got to a position now where masks are such a visible sign of adherence mm. that people feel safe. The number of people driving by themselves with a mask on or around their yeah. chin, yeah. it's, why would you wear a mask by yourself in a car? Oh, so no a guy walked past here earlier on with a mask on. Yeah. He's, when you're outside, you sort of should be getting the fresh air. Breathing that isn't going to do you any good. Yeah. So the point I'm making is this. Yes. We've had a precedent where people very quickly have gone, I can't see the threat. Mm. I'm not going to carry my gas mask. What I'm saying now is that the social pressure on masks has mean it's now unacceptable not to wear it on public transport or in a shops. And you can see there's hardly anyone. There's no anarchy, is there? You go into Europe, though, which is what you're not seeing on BBC. <laughs> which is what restaurant... I was saying about you, the difference between us yeah. and Europe. Yeah. If they don't like something, they burn the place to the ground, yeah. right? But the restaurants are open, markets are open. Yeah, they've gone screw you. But they're not being shown on the BBC mm-hmm. because that, that, oh, that imagine doesn't that. the narrative. <laughs> we'll get the idea, won't we? Yeah. So what I'm saying is I'm not anti-masks per se. What I'm anti is that there has to be proportionality. And we're getting to a point now of going, will masks ever go away? The conclusion is this, is masks are not a common material design. So their efficacy is going to be different on every mask. Yes. We have received no guidelines on how often to use them 
in terms of you know how long to leave them for before you chuck them yeah. out. We've had no guidelines on how to throw them out. How many of these are just going into landfill? Oh yeah, just on and the has floor. that not got a mm. you know? So the other paper I wanted to mention was three things, and this is why I really think we're being played. There's three things that are happening in this like today. One of them is elite sport, and if there had been a goal on that match today, which looks increasingly unlikely, mm. the players would have gone around each other, kissing, cuddling, hugging. And then at the end of the match, they do elbow to oh, they, elbow. No, yeah, they do elbow to elbow, then, and hug, then, hug. then hug. Yeah, yeah the same person. Yeah. And then they go and shower together, but then they have separate buses with masks on. So the whole mm. thing is ridiculous. It that is doesn't ridiculous. make any sense. Yes. Secondly, TV filming is allowed. Yes. So there's been mass things. I think Doctor Who the other day was filmed somewhere in, oh, yeah. in Wales, yeah. and there was you know literally dozens and dozens of people. All, all feature films are being back on, and yeah. there are guidelines, but yeah, they are yeah. doing it. Yeah. And then you look on TV... And people have been made up and people have had their hair cut. Yeah, yeah. They have, full stop. They have, absolutely. Yeah. So what we've got is a position whereby we're sitting as citizens in this country. Hmm. And because someone is paid £100,000 a week, they're allowed to do their job, which is fair enough. But they're allowed to do everything that we're being told we must not do. Mm -hmm. So people are being arrested for going for a coffee. Yeah. But elite sportsmen are jumping all over each other. Yeah. And that's allowed. And that's what I'm actually arguing about, Mm. is that if masks are the panacea, how can you have it that, you know, they're not being adhered to all the time? Yeah. And interesting, and I haven't, I didn't send this to you, when the Chancellor gave his speech, his Mm -hmm. budget speech, Mm -hmm. the Deputy Speaker for the House of Commons didn't wear a mask for the whole time, and Boris Johnson didn't wear one for the first five minutes, and then obviously someone had a word, and and the clip that was shown on the BBC, he had a mask, but I watched the whole speech, and the first five minutes he didn't have one. So we've got the Prime Minister inside the House of Commons where he has to wear a mask, not not wearing mask, and yet there is outrage if someone's in Sainsbury's without one and being chucked out. That's why I think we're being played. There isn't a consistency. There is a whole group of people to whom lockdown doesn't yeah. doesn't matter. And we're sitting by and going, because we want to watch the TV shows. Mm. I'm interested in athletics. So I watched the athletics, European indoor games. Mm-hmm. Everyone ran around a track. Everyone was like exhausted at the end of the race, congratulating each other, hugging each other. There was a photograph with three 1,500-meter runners, all with their flags, mm. arms around each other. Yeah. When it came to the medal ceremony, oh, don't, don't. they made them put a mask on. And stand on the podium. Yeah. But ridiculous. the podiums were massive area apart anyway. But the that masks, me up. the masks they put on were quite heavy masks, but they were sponsored by European Indoor Athletics. Mm-hmm. But they, the way they fitted, there was massive holes at mm. the sides. You could literally see the mask going in and out. Yeah as they were there listening to the national anthem. After one of the races, the BBC came to interview someone. She obviously had to put a mask on. She'd Mm -hmm. been next to other people for like two miles or however long the race was. Then put a mask on after the race, could hardly breathe. Mm -hmm. So she held the mask away from her mouth so she could actually breathe. She was so out of breath. And I'm thinking, it has to be all or nothing. Yeah. And it's... But but that's not... All the, the examples you've given, it is not about the health and safety of the individuals. No. Because it can't be. No. It just can't. Those examples you've given, no matter what your view is, it can't be about the transmission of a, of a virus. No. Other, well, if it is, those things wouldn't be happening, full stop. Yeah. Everyone is generally sat in, not doing, not seeing the people they can, right? Yeah. And, uh-huh. it, and it doesn't matter whether they're being tested every day. 
Because if that's the option for them, why can't we have that option? Yes. I'm going to go and see my mum. Have you been tested? Yes, here's my certificate. I was tested yesterday. Has your mum been tested? Yes, here's your yes. certificate. So, there's no risk to anybody with yeah. you seeing. If that is happening in elite sport, there's no reason why it couldn't happen anyway. I mean, you're right, but it's not been followed. Hmm. F1, I think, are a shining example of how the mask protocol should be carried out. Right. I think they've smashed it. Right. They know the cameras are on them. Mm-hmm. I think the just the general precision and accuracy and following rules and guidelines in F1 is just, they're all used to that anyway. Yeah. So they yeah. find it very easy. But you will not see one person in the paddock in a in an entertainment area on, on who's not wearing one. Yeah. And if they're not wearing one, they're probably driving and they've got the helmet on. Yeah. They have literally nailed it. And, the, and you watch the Premier League and you go, why are you even, why? Yeah. It's it's elite. If you, they're hardly, you know what I mean? The atti- Even the attitudes to, to mask wearing is an elite. But elite. It's not an elite level of mask wearing. You could go no. F1 have smashed it. Premier League, are in, it's an embarrassment. It's an embarrassment. Yeah. But it's okay. And it, you're right, it, it, that isn't okay. No. It isn't okay for us to watch that. And the English Premier League, it did guidelines because someone was going, just a minute, you're, there was the celebration from a team beat, I think, Leeds in the FA Cup, like mm. a non-league team, who aren't elite, but they were allowed to be elite to play in to the play, Cup. To play, yeah, yeah. They were just ordinary people like you and me. Oh, they probably had a day job, but played football at the weekend. Yes, yeah. but they were allowed to play because the FA Cup is special. Yes, So correct. somehow, yeah, therefore, yeah. Yeah. so they beat league, I think they beat Leeds, but they, so the celebration showed them in the changing rooms all with their tops off. Oh, just jumping up, and, jumping yeah. up and down, singing. Yeah. You're not allowed to sing at a funeral. Yeah. But you've got 20 people in a changing room It was, like, yeah, it was how, live on how, telly. Yeah. How is that right? Mm-hmm. So the Premier League actually said, we don't want there to be goal celebrations. I know. And Pep Guardiola went, it's really hard to stop celebrating because you get really excited. You get really excited when you go and visit your mum as well. You get excited yeah. when you go to your dad's funeral and you can't yeah. sing. It's not like they're going to get a drop in revenue from the footballers' taxes, is mm. it? Because the, the footballers are still getting paid, this, you know, whether they're playing or not. Do you know what I mean? There's, it's, it's not, it can't be a monetary thing. So but, then you start to think, well, why hasn't football just stopped? Why haven't we just stopped it? Why haven't we just stopped all sport? Why haven't we just everybody, like you said, sit, we're all citizens. You're all told, let's all do our bit. And then you see everyone not doing their bit. Because that's the frustration. But it's it? okay. Because isn't, isn't it, I might have got it, this completely wrong. Wasn't, didn't someone say, I might not have got this for football. I might be well wide of the mark. Didn't someone say football was opium for the masses? No, I think it was religion. Okay. It was Marx, wasn't it? Right. So, <laughs> yeah, I thought it was Marx. Yeah, football. <laughs> religion is the opium of the people. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. So elite sport is now but the opium of the people. Because you can sit in on religion, furlough, being paid 80%, yeah. and watch it on your skybox, ordering from Amazon. Yeah, there you go. So why this is why Johnson's... Ratings are going higher. Yeah. Lots of people watching the football on the telly. I'm calling this What's Your Message? And I think you talked to me this week about body positivity on social and other things in social. Yeah. We've always talked about just how much information there is on social. Yeah. We've just been covering, a, you know, the stuff about masks. You take masks as an example, mm. but you think about all the things that social covers. Yeah. All the experts that are out there. I'm doing mm-hmm. the, the quotes. Yeah. I guess I was asking is, you know, is it all too much? And I kind of was just thinking about the constant overload. And of course, we've touched on this before where we are absolutely in control of how much input we have on how much information we receive. Yes. Sometimes we feel totally overwhelmed by it. But it's still our choice. <laughs> yeah, we often feel it just, it just, it's all, it just, it's relentless. It's relentless. Yeah. We can turn it off. Yes. Yes. And we're back to the dopamine compulsion loop stuff. Yes. But yeah, and I'm, I'm happy to that. use the Amelia one for the, for her thing on aesthetics. 
Yeah. Because you alluded to it, you put it up, didn't you? So I reposted Amelia's post on Insta yes. about body positivity. Yes. I didn't make any comment on that. Mm. Hopefully people would have clicked into that and had a little look. Yeah. But that's kind of pertinent to this, really. That's probably what kicked off this in terms of what people read, what people see, how people perceive others. Yes. And then you're into kind of jealousy, envy. It's okay to have another view, but the way people often come at other people, then we're into kind of trolling, I guess. Yeah. It can get a bit nasty, can't it? Because Millie's post was basically, there's lots of different views out there. The body positivity or being having confidence in your own body, therefore taking pictures of yourself if you're really mm-hmm. happy about your body and putting mm-hmm. it out there, can often be seen as maybe what vanity, as this is what the perfect body is. Yeah. Yeah. Aspirational. Yeah. If you don't look like this, you're... You're failing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But if you were to kind of invest in people like Amelia's posts and get to know them and understand where they're coming from and don't just take one post or just look at it and go, oh, another person posing in the mirror. If you read and got context about why she's doing those things and the benefits she's got from that physically and mentally, more importantly, then actually it's a really powerful thing and something that should be celebrated. Yeah. I think it's But I think the important thing here is about context, right? And people not just taking the, the the surface imagery at face value and maybe judging too soon. Yes. Fair? Yes. Is that a fair setup? Well, the irony of this was that a little while ago, I was going to put a picture of myself up and I was going to put words underneath something like, no one wants just, nobody wants to see your six pack. And I was going to go, well, fuck them. That was going to be my post. And the reason I was going to do it is that it's got to a stage now where it's almost gone the way that if you're celebrating, you know, muscular, fit, whatever description you use, body, mm-hmm. it's almost seen as you're somehow body shaming or you're saying everyone should look like this. Or everyone who isn't like this is, yeah, is, yeah, is, like you said, failing. Yeah. Whereas if somebody is going, I'm 23 stone, but I'm body positive, look at me, the comments will be, well, well done you, you're brave, you're inspiring. And it's almost that we've got to the point that inspiration has a more narrow view now. So it's almost like if you aren't fit and you aren't what's seen as perfection, but you're prepared to get out there, that should be celebrated. If you've gone to this sort of stereotypical view of an athletic person, you're being a bit up yourself and you know, yeah. put it away a bit. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't do the thing on my six pack because I just, I couldn't be asked. So Amelia did a video and interestingly, she contacted me before she put it out and she said, I'm, she put out the words and showed me the video and she said, I'm a bit unsure because I don't want to come across as like, oh, look at me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she wasn't, her words don't say, oh, look at me. But the context of this, as you said, not only was it physical fitness, it has been massive to her, she says in the post, in terms of mental fitness. Yeah. But more importantly, the context is that quite often Amelia doesn't play this, but Amelia has got serious medical conditions mm-hmm. and she has overcome them. Yeah. And she has become strong and fit and helped her immunity. Yeah. The fact that she looks in inverted commas good by stereotypical things is neither here nor there. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I said to her when I texted her back is I said, if you were a marathon runner, you would post a picture of you running through the finishing line or you having a medal around your neck and nobody would question that. Yeah. So I said, you are an athlete. You train like an athlete. Yeah. The fact that some of your gains are aesthetic mm. should not minimize the work that you have put yeah. in. Yeah. However, I find it worrying that a woman in her mid-20s is hesitant about showing a picture 
of her body because not wanting to be trolled or not wanting to be going, yeah. well, not everyone has to look like you or it's all right yeah. for you because you're a and she does And she does get comments, doesn't she? She, she does negative. get comments. Yeah. yeah. And comments. she's had some underlying, I think in, in the, the sort of Instagram world, mm-hmm. people can be very supportive or they can they can undermine you. Yeah, and there are, we've, we've touched on this before, haven't we? But there's, there are people who's, what's the Latin, Mark? Modus operandi. Modus. Yeah. Is it modus? Modus, Modus yeah. operandi. Yeah, wait. Is to, you know, rather than create engaging and inspirational content for them, from themselves, from the inside out. Yes. They just decide to go and have a pop at everybody else. It's yes. the classic blowing yes. their candle out to make theirs shine brighter, but they yeah. don't quite get that it doesn't work. Mm. It just makes them look like a dickhead. Yeah. But there are people who literally, they get up and they literally go after or put the content out to purposely undermine through jealousy, through whatever, whatever yeah. means. To, yeah. That's, that, that's, that's quite sad, isn't it? That that's someone's effort. I think they're it's hell, also They're hell bent on, on, you know, pissing on someone else's chips. Yeah. But... And if the but people that's, that's the that, if the people in, that are it? trolling have the confidence that they have um, something that's better or something that's you know going to help more people, then just put that out and people can make their choice. Yeah. So the point I was going to say was I think we've got to the position whereby Jordan Syatt, um, and I'll give the link. To, yeah, we've mentioned him before. We you? have mentioned him. Mm-hmm. He had an Ask Me Anything. Mm. And the Ask Me Anything on Instagram said thoughts about body positivity. Mm. And I thought this would be really interesting. So he said, here are my thoughts. Number one, I think a major part of being body positive means doing everything in your power to take care of your body, mentally, physically, and emotionally. And that sums it up. You could have almost have stopped there. Yeah. And everyone would have gone, amen. Yeah, that summed Mm -hmm. it up. Mm -hmm. The second bit I thought was insightful. I think it's a terrible idea to tell people to just love yourself. For the same reason, you don't tell someone suffering from depression to just love yourself. Telling people to just love themselves does more harm than good especially when they don't love themselves. It's like Mm. telling someone struggling to lose weight, just eat less and move more, or telling someone struggling financially to just make more money. Thanks, arsehole. If it was that easy, I wouldn't be struggling. Yeah, it's really good. It isn't that easy. It's like, oh, is that all it was? Yeah. Oh, I've been doing it wrong. So I think that was good. That is a throwaway comment. Just love yourself. You know, it doesn't matter what shape you're in or how you look, just love yourself. Yeah. We did cover it on the should and why. Yeah. In, in the, they're loaded. Yeah. It implies you're not you're not doing yeah. it right. Yeah. You, know? <laughs> you shouldn't be like that. So the third thing he said is shaming someone and or their body is never acceptable. Ever. It's disgusting. There's more harm than good. Mm. This isn't just a moral discussion either. Research is overwhelmingly clear that shaming people does not help them make long lasting positive changes for their health. Again, amen. Yeah. The next two he's put in and he could have left off, and I think he's been brave. Oh. Number four, I think much of the body positive movement is designed and intended to prevent people's feelings from getting hurt, which I love and respect. However, protecting people's feelings at the expense of the truth isn't right. <laughs> we need to find ways to be kind, encouraging, supportive and understanding whilst being honest and using science to help people improve their health. Yeah. And that for me was a key point is that if you just say to someone you can be whatever you want to be you can weigh whatever you want to be you can take whatever drugs you want to take as long as you're happy and you love yourself we have a moral responsibility to say however if you are 40 stone that does have implications for how long you will live how comfortable your life will be Mm. it isn't preaching it's just making people aware 
that certain conditions or certain foods or certain drugs will have an effect on your body. Yeah. And as long as people are educated and not judged, fine. But I think this there seems to be a little bit on social media of a hand washing going, as long as you're happy, do what you want. Yeah, and I think definitely. you definitely. wouldn't go to a doctor and him go, as long as you're happy, yeah. that's fine. Yeah. So why is it different in the world of PT? Life hacks. I've got three life hacks for you, Mark. Okay. Just them on me. Painter's Paradise, the first one I've called it. Uh, wrap an elastic band around your open paint tin, top to bottom, so you can use the part of the band going across the opening to remove excess paint from your brush. Spot on. Oh, this avoids getting paint all around the edge of the lid. Tidy. Good. You like I that? painted this week as well. Did you do that? Mm-hmm. Did you do that? That's tip? why I'm not wearing my um, blue puffer jacket. Because you've got paint all over it? Of course. You absolute muppet. Mm. It's a nice jacket. You're painting that jacket. Yep. You are risky. Mm. Oof. Also a chest of drawers. <laughs> I didn't wear a chest of drawers. No. No. Carry on. Next. You painted a chest of drawers. It's got paint on it. Oh, you didn't cover it. You absolute I didn't have monster. Time. It, my my dad does this. Okay. He's done it for years. I'm sure there's lots of dads out there who've done this. Mm-hmm. Uh, a storage, uh, a garage storage hack. Reuse a screw top jar for storage by screwing the lid to the underside of a cabinet yeah yeah my dad did that my granddad ask, yeah. ask the owner of the cabinet first before you go screwing holes yeah. in things just of, you know the bill payers permission you know yeah. uh then you can put all your knickknacks in the jar screw it back up into the newly affixed lid mm. uh, and you also get the added bonus of seeing the contents yeah if it's a glass jar i mean beautiful yeah. right yeah i might not be as mad as you all think i am you're okay. my first set of life hacks yeah i mean how can you forget them because they were so genius yeah. um when i said about the putting the fuel in the car and I mm. say a little thing to myself mm. out mm. loud mm. and you look to me like what on earth I also meant to, to come back and say in this days of austerity when you're going well I have my petrol car and my diesel vehicle oh yeah yeah well most people don't have oh give it a no, they don't if um, come on we don't all mix in your circles multi-vehicle you should be on a bloody scooter saving I haven't the world used, I haven't used my diesel van for about seven months right all right so saying it out loud, mm-hmm. there's lots of stuff on this. Yeah. If you put something down temporarily, say out loud, I put my phone on the dresser. Yeah. This engages more areas of the brain, particularly the language centers. It creates a richer memory and makes it less likely you forget where you've put it. Mm. Good, right? Mm. This is exactly what I was saying. If you kind of do a little say yeah. to yourself. It's yeah. Gonna... Three good ones. Thanks. So I'm not going to, because I know time's running on. It is, yeah. Um, and I know my homework was to allude to uh, this morning's genie. So we'll save that for the next one because okay. she's come up with some killers, not fillers. Uh, I've got a tiny little mailbags from me. I was talking about my mum at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the text she sent me because it's relevant to you. It's relevant. It's got your name in it. Yeah. Uh, it said, morning. Uh, decided to revisit I'm Fine from the beginning. Yeah. What a legend, right? Yeah. Glad I have. Episode seven, when you were talking about bad language and me listening, mm. something was said about Anglo-Saxon words and Mark said that I was old. So that was okay. <laughs> Cheeky bugger. I didn't mean she's Anglo-Saxon. Is that what she's alluding <laughs> yeah, to? Yeah, I think it is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> missed it the first time round. So there, mm. she kind of missed your insults. Yeah. So yeah, she's got the benefit of that. I think on about 11, it's when I say I've been taking her out. She might have missed that first yeah. time. Yeah, she's probably going to get a text about that. Now. Yeah, Anglo-Saxons are like Having that. a curry with my mum, wasn't it? Yeah. That's it for this episode. Well done for getting this far and thanks for listening. Give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter at I'm Finecast and send your feedback and ideas to I'm Finecast at gmail.com. Don't forget to give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and tell a friend or two. In the next episode, Retro Sweets and Crystal Balls. Mm-hmm. Have you got your Retro Sweets research? Well, Retro... Well, 
retro suites well, is no. going to, yeah, well <laughs> no um the retro suites is going to be um basically a shoot off it's <laughs> it's me v the on retro suites oh that sounds fun yeah okay well we'll see you in the next episode yeah bye bye